This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great. Filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. What's going on? Thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today. For those of you who are in the U.S., you're probably starting to bake that turkey and that Mm. pumpkin pie and all that jazz. Getting ready to stuff yourselves. (laughs) Hopefully not too much. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So happy early Thanksgiving to all of our listeners in the U.S. And on today's show, we welcome back Figs O'Sullivan, and this is his third show with him, and we absolutely love him. And we know you guys do too, based on all the feedback you guys give us whenever he comes on the show. So we wanted to bring him back for a great episode. And Figs is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He is the creator of the Empathy Method over at Empathy. Dot com And that is empathy with an I. And his mission is to help couples feel more connected. And that's really how we felt today on, uh, on the show with him. Yeah. And we dive into an interesting topic. We've talked a little bit about it in different episodes, but that is how we're hardwired for love and attachment theory. But Figs in his kind of unique, humorous style gives us some really great storytelling to paint a picture of how we're hardwired for love and how to navigate difficult situations that we're constantly finding ourselves in if we have a partner um, and in those moments and why we feel the way we do through attachment theory. And he's got a really great story for you. And I thought it was really helpful, um, especially how he talked about how to communicate around those things. So listen to today's show for the tips that Figs gives us there. Yeah. And Figs was kind enough to come on and and talk about that topic and actually give us more information on this topic as a bonus to our online course, Spark My Relationship. And in that bonus content, there is an additional video and exercises and questions and recommended listening podcasts. So, so much more information. And this module that he has given us for this bonus content for our course actually comes from his course. So um, we 
really appreciate him giving us this material to give to you guys. And so we've included it in the course and for a special Black Friday deal, we are offering the course at 50% off. And during that time, it includes this extra bonus material from FIG. So uh, we hope you guys check it out. It'll be available from Black Friday through the end of Cyber Monday. And you can find it on the course's website, which is sparkmyrelationship.com. And again, it's 50% off and the discount code will have it all on the website. And in the, in the podcast description is Black Friday 50. So if you are a listener and you've signed up already for that special discount, which is normally $100 off our price, it's an additional $50 off of that. So 50% off, which is very rare to get it at this much of a discount. So we hope you guys check it out. And yeah, I mean... Sarah's kind of glancing <laughs> over it, but it's the only time we've ever offered it this much. Yes, um, much discounted. of a discount, yeah. We've talked about the course on the show before, but basically what we did is, or Sarah did a lot of the heavy lifting, but we had a lot of the therapists that we've actually had on the show do different modules and take you through basically a all-encompassing way that's self-guided to improve your relationship. So if you listen to the show and you like it, it's basically the same stuff from the show, but in a classroom type setting where you're going to watch these videos and have worksheets to actually motivate you and get you and your partner to put these things and tools into practice to improve your relationship. So if you've heard about the the course on our show before and you've been on the fence, now's the time because this is, it's 50% off. It's the cheapest we've ever offered it. And I don't think it will happen again. Certainly not until 2021 Black Friday sale. And uh, so don't wait and sign up now and save a lot and improve your relationship. Yeah. And I think one of the feedback we get a lot from listeners about the course is that there are 15 different therapists that came together to help us with this course. And so there's so many different perspectives and tools that and strategies that marriage therapists are giving their clients that now we're giving to you. And so the different perspectives really help people connect and find different ways to help improve their relationship. And most importantly, it is self-paced. And so we've created a calendar that allows you to complete the course in 90 days. But if you're feeling really into it and loving doing it, you could probably do it in a month or you can take longer and do it in six months. And Come back to the course when you're needing work on different parts of your relationship. So it's a lifetime course and we really think you guys uh, will love it. So head on over to sparkmyrelationship.com and use the promo code BLACKFRIDAY50 and have a wonderful Thanksgiving and the code will be good until the end of the day on Cyber Monday after Thanksgiving. So we hope you guys enjoy the episode. Figs, thanks so much for joining us back for what the third episode now. I, I know I feel so honored. Thank you so much for having me back on your show. You're officially a regular now. I, we love it. I can't believe it. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Figs, and we are excited to have you back on and to talk about something we haven't really dedicated an episode to, and it's part of 
your course offerings and that is why or how we are hardwired for love. And obviously, a lot of our listeners to the show are in love, trying to find love, had love and then lost it. And it's it's this kind of abstract thing. But when we feel it, we know it. And it can drive us crazy sometimes. So you dive into in your course a little bit about the physiology of it and, and why we are hardwired for love. So let's jump in and talk about it. And maybe you can just get us started. Yeah, th- thank you. Um, I, I get, firstly, I just want to say to you as well, Chase, thanks for having me back on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so, so yeah, this is, you know, I always think of this as the fundamental underpinnings when I'm working, you know, I'm a couples therapist, right, and relationship coach. And when I'm working with a couple, like the first thing I want to do is just kind of plant the seed of like, look, the 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 fundamentals of what love is, um, you people may not have a really firm grasp of them, which is kind of crazy, right? Because it's such a huge, important part of our lives. And that usually people have kind of had this download by society and their, you know, their upbringing, you know, that love is this like, you know, some, someone was um, stuck in a tower and some, you know, hero came and rescued them. And then they lived happily ever (laughs) after. Right. And so unfortunately, people, you know, the idea of what love is and what it's supposed to look like, it doesn't really match with the uh, biological reality of what, you know, of what it's actually like to be a human being, you know, why we need it and what actually happens inside us and inside our partner um, when we really love someone. So, so I'm happy to start, like, you know, I, if it would be helpful, like maybe I'll just start from like really the, the fundamental building blocks of what, you know, I think love is from a attachment theory perspective, right? And, you know, attachment theory, I, I know I've spoken about it on your show before and I, I, I've seen and heard, I've heard you have, you've, you know, other guests, wonderful guests that talk about attachment theory. So... So would that be helpful? Maybe I'll just start from the very from the very beginnings. Yes, yes. Okay, super. So 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 when human beings are born, our first needs are not food and shelter. Right? Your very, very first needs from the moment you're born is there's a good enough other on the other side of your birth. Now notice I didn't say a perfect other. Someone that is good enough in the sense that they will be able to be there for you physically to protect you at first, right? To make sure you do not get eaten by dingoes. And, <laughs> uh, you know, like again, this is, we're talking millions of years in the making, right? Our biological system, right? Um, and so you have to have someone that's going to physically be there for you, right? Because as you know, like human beings, you know, this is true. This attachment mechanism is true for almost all mammals, but it's particularly true for human beings because other mammals are more functional 
at birth and they're more functional in the hours after birth, the days and months after birth than we are. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of seeing a, like a, you know, a calf or a foal being born, right? They're up and walking in a few mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, it's amazing. Right? We are useless, right? <laughs> we're like, as you know, like, you know, as parents, like, it's like really we're totally useless for like, you know, like for years, right? You know, we cannot fend for ourselves. So your system is hardwired to know, to check out in the world, are my fundamental needs going to be met so that I am going to survive? And so number one is, is that good enough other there? to physically protect me and to emotionally be there for me, right? Because all of my development is dependent on this good enough other, right? For most of us, our moms and for others, right? It's granny or, you know, our adoptive parents or, you know, whoever it is right now, like, you know, like they, I, I am only going to develop by that emotional bond with that person. That's what gets all the neural pathways firing, right? This we we start to develop our brains by being mirrored and seen, right? So, so it is absolutely essential that you have an emotional connection and a physical connection um, from the moment you're born, right? So, none of that changes as you grow up. Right. You, it, you think it has changed, right? Because now here I'm a grown up and I've got Netflix and I've got Amazon and I can order food on Instacart. Um, you know, I can even, what is it? What is it? I could do my DoorDash or Uber Eats, right? And like, who needs people anymore? <laughs> right. But, but it's, it's not actually true. Because physio, phys, uh, like, um, your physiology, I can't get the word right. <laughs> but I only do podcasts with you early in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, I'm in Hawaii, by the way. It's now 7 a.m. So, Oh, wow. But, but yeah, look, you still absolutely need to feel, do I have a primary other? And am I important to them? Right? Are they there for me? Physically, emotionally, are they there for me? And if they're not there for you, you're going to feel threatened, right? Just like a baby would and the baby would cry out, right? They're going to protest the fact that it looks like my person is not there. Like when I say nothing changes, even though you're grown up today and your primary attachment figure is no longer your mother, right? Fingers crossed, right? Because the show gets more complicated if that's, <laughs> that's the case, right? Yeah. But, but basically, basically, it, even though you're a grown-up, if it looks like your significant other, your partner is not there for you in a way that really matters, you're going to feel very similar things in your body that a baby feels when they start crying out, why isn't mom here for me? Why isn't my primary person here for me? Now, you might have as a grown-up managed to actually damp down your crying out. You're not going to actually be in the supermarket when you get the text and realize your partner's not coming. You don't fall on the ground and start stomping the, you know, the floor of the supermarket with your fists and legs and screaming. 
right? One hopes again, right? Like, but on the inside, you know, maybe all you do is send a text that says, fine, it's no problem, right? But even though you've managed to like, you know, not have as dramatic a reaction as you would have had when you were a baby, on the inside, you just got hurt. This person that was just so important to you and them being there for you is so important. It looks like they're not here. It actually hurts. It, it's an actual threat to my organism. I know it sounds very dramatic, but this is all going on on the inside. And that is why you respond. And like the baby cries, right? Because they don't have, they don't have very complex ways of responding yet. But you now have these more complicated, subtle ways of responding. And you could actually say to yourself, I didn't respond at all. I did nothing. What did I do? I sent a text that said, okay, fine. Show me, please show me what's wrong with those two words, right? But look, if you and I are being honest with ourselves, right? We know, well, I, uh, look, I'll be honest. When my wife says, look, hey, I'll probably be an extra hour, and I say, okay, fine, really? Was it okay? Is that what that meant, <laughs> those two words? Or was I being a passive-aggressive, again, I'm Irish, I'll try not to curse, um, whatever you would put at the end of that. <laughs> um, you know. Now, so, so look, this is the thing. Like Sometimes people live in a world that they really think, I am not reacting at all. I, okay, fine is a perfect thing to say. There was no, I didn't get hurt and there was no reactivity. I have no idea why, why my wife would have then spent the next hour worried. Jeez, I don't know if I should come home at all after I got the, the okay, fine text. Hmm. Right? Now, so, so this is the thing. We need to feel emotionally bonded. When our primary partner is not there for us, we're going to hurt inside. We're going to feel threatened and we're going to react not actually that fundamentally differently than the way a baby reacts when it looks like their primary person's not there for them. Um, so, so fundamentally, that is what's going on inside a long-term relationship between two people. That you are each other's primary attachment figures. You are the people for each other that you turn to to know, are you there? And then, of course, the second version of that is, am I enough for you? And you could imagine a little kid and the little kid, like now they're four or five years old and they do their homework and they bring their homework to their mom and they say, mom, look how I did. And mom looks at the homework and go, oh my God, how could you still be getting this question wrong? Mm, right. Yeah. It's devastating inside. All mm -hmm. they've ever wanted to do. Look, I know you're here, mom, and you're not going to let the dingoes eat me, but why am I still not enough for you? Why am I never enough? So what is that kid going to do? They're going to protest. Maybe they'll protest by, by becoming a workaholic or like, you know, a obsessed with being a perfectionist. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. That's how they're protesting, feeling like I'm not enough for my partner, right? My mom, right? You know, when you're a kid or my primary caregiver, or maybe they go, well, whatever, I'm not doing homework again. I'm not going to feel that again. I'm out. Give me Netflix. Isn't there a five-year-old Netflix that I can access <laughs> on my own? You know? Like, you know, the, you know, you totally understand why they'd shut down and go, well, I ain't getting close again. Mm. 
right? Yeah. Or they're going to like pick up their um, their Woody doll or you know Frozen what do you call it Elsa doll and chuck it at their at their their mom. Totally, and from my 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 world, any of those reactions makes perfect sense, right? Because <laughs> they got really hurt. All I've ever wanted to do was be enough for you, and it looks like I'm always a disappointment. So. Are you there for me? Am I enough for you? If it looks like you're not enough or it looks like your partner's not there for you, it's going to be really threatening to your organism. It's going to really hurt and you're going to react. And so when you're in relationship now and you give a hint or your partner gets a hint that you're either A, not there for them in some way that they're sensitive to, or B, it looks like you're disappointed in them in some way that they're sensitive to feeling not enough. They're going to really hurt inside. And the other way around, right? If your partner looks to you like they're not there for you or, or your partner looks like they're disappointed in you in a way that you're sensitive to, you're going to feel really threatened inside and you're going to react. And then, of course, this is where a relationship with two grown-ups is so much more complicated than a relationship between a parent and a child. Ideally, with a parent and a child, you know, let's say, you know, um, I always have this scene that comes to me, like, you know, there's a a mom and a three-year-old in a kitchen, and... The mom and the three-year-old are playing and are interacting with each other. And the three-year-old's delighted. This is all I've ever wanted in the world, that you're here with me. You're paying attention to me. Like, I can totally feel you're physically here, emotionally here. You're mirroring me. Like, this is just paradise. I'm enough for you. You're not disappointed in me. And then mom, the phone rings, and mom answers the phone, right? And this is a scene in the 19, like, 70s. Like, she had to actually go to the, leave the table and go over over to the wall and pick up the receiver from the wall with that, you know, that funny round dial thing that there were numbers inside you to stick your finger in the the numbers and move it, right? So mom goes over, picks up the phone, and she finds out that her sister just died. And now mom is gone, right? Because mom now is internally processing, oh my God, I just lost my sister. And... She is understandably grief-stricken. She's in shock. But what's also going on, not mom's fault, but what's also going on is she has now stopped being present, stopped playing, stopped mirroring her child. And listen, kids do not give two Fs why their parent goes away. Right. All they know is this person that I need to make sure that I'm going to be okay in the world is no longer here. The reason why you're not here, totally irrelevant for them. So they're going to get really hurt and scared and they're going to protest. Right. Of course they are. Of course they are. Right. Now, on some level, that's still true. That is still completely true when you're grownups. Let's say. You know, I have this app on my on my phone that tells me when a ship has capsized off the coast of Oahu, where we live, that any anytime there are ships that are full of children. Mm. And because this ship ca- capsized off the coast of Oahu, I 
I do not arrive home when I told my wife I was going to arrive home. I actually go and try and rescue all these drowning children instead. Like, so I have literally the best reason ever to arrive home 12 hours late. Right, I'm going to be on the cover of Time magazine because I rescued 400 drowning children that day. Right. As far as my wife's concerned, look, she, look, I know she'll get it eventually. Like, oh, you didn't come home and because you were swimming back and forth from a capsized ship rescuing children. <laughs> like her neocortex will get that eventually, right? Of course she will, right? But when she's sitting there within the 12 hours that I don't quite understand where my, my husband is, he definitely said he's going to be home. And I thought he loves me and he thinks about me and he cares about me. She is physiologically going to feel threatened and hurt. That's a fact. And it's totally valid. When I come home and I first look at her and I'm still like, I was, I was going to say my hair is wet, but if you have anyone that's seen me, you know, that's impossible. <laughs> I, I, have, I, I have no hair. <laughs> and I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, we don't need to talk about it anymore because I'm so okay with it. It's not even a topic we have to discuss. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But so look, if I come home and I say, how could you be upset with me? How could you be disappointed in me after I rescued 400 children? That's me missing the point, right? It doesn't matter what I was doing. I am so important to my wife because I am a primary person that, of course, she must have been going through a really hard time. It must have been awful when you thought I was going to be home at this hour. I had said I'd be home at this hour and I wasn't here. It must have hurt terribly. I totally get why you would be upset with me. But here's why it gets more complicated. Because my wife is my primary person and I come home after like rescuing 400 children and, you know, I have to like stop and take pictures with all the parents of these 400 children, right? You know, um, right. And I come home and I think, haven't I done good now? Look at my homework, mom. I'm not good enough now. And she looks at me and it's like, how could you come home so late? So, so look, even though her feelings are valid, it makes sense she's hurt and upset with me. But now I'm in a totally valid place of I'm back in the place that I'm not enough when I really thought I was good. And so it actually makes sense that I temporarily would actually be upset with her. And now I'm hurt and you're the one that's doing it to me and you don't understand how good I am. They call me the child rescuer, but not you, <laughs> not you, right? Um, so, so this is why relationship between two grown-ups is much more difficult than with a parent and child because one would hope the mom who just, you know, found out that her, si her sister died and, the, and her child is really, really upset, like, hey, get your ass back to this table and start playing with me again. The mom doesn't look at their two-year-old or three-year-old and go, are you kidding me? I, do you have any idea what just happened? Your aunt just died, right? They don't, like, hopefully a good parent, fingers crossed, right, does not have expectations of their two or their three-year-old that they're supposed to get it. They understand. It's like, this is a one-way street. 
I'm the one who's their primary attachment figure. They're not supposed to be there for me. But with two grown-ups, we actually are expecting each other to be there for each other at the same time. Just because of how we're built physiologically. I actually said the word right. It's getting (laughs) right. I can speak. So anyway, that's a big spiel. Um, And I I use lots of mixed metaphors. So hopefully people could follow along. I barely could. So (laughs) I understand if you couldn't. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Have you been feeling a little down or under the weather lately? Perhaps you're stressed at work or with the kids or trying to improve your relationship has put a lot of stress in your life. Life can be hard, especially during times like these. And that's why we find it very helpful. And we really recommend seeking professional counseling through BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours from signing up via text, chat, phone, and video. And you'll get timely and thoughtful responses from your therapist. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to leave your house. It's super convenient and helpful using BetterHelp. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, and professional. And more important than anything, we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash I do. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care brand that allows you to create shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment products based on your hair needs. There are over 54 trillion, (laughs) that's a lot. (laughs) So much. Paradox of choice there. Yes. How are you going to (laughs) decide? They decide for you, actually. Ah, Mm, That's the trick. Trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you. One size fits all may work for all of your accessories, but when it comes to your hair care products, we all need something a little different to help us look our best. So here is how it works. You take a quick but thorough quiz where you tell them all about your hair. Next, the Function of Beauty team will determine the best blend of ingredients. Bottle your custom formula to order. Then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute, customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. And catch this, they even print your name on it. It is so adorable. (laughs) So when I received my custom shampoo and conditioner, I was so impressed. The packaging was so cute. It smelled so amazing. Stella is obsessed with it. She loves it. She actually will bathe herself fully, shampoo and conditioner now with it because it's so pretty. And I was honestly expecting smaller size bottles. They actually send you so much. So it's going to last me a long time, which is awesome. 
All of their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. Functional Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It's the internet's most popular hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So go to functionofbeauty.com slash I do to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash I do for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash I do. No, I think it was great, Figs. And and I want to ask you, You've you've laid out this perfect example dramatically of rescuing the kids. You get home and and how both partners end up hurt in a sense. And how can we then once we each recognize each other's position, how can we communicate about that and, and then move forward? That's like the million dollar question, right? Well, so, but this is the interesting thing. Thanks, Chase. This is a, that's a brilliant question. And look, what I'm about to say is the thing that never, ever fully sticks, right? This is something that people have to just get so fundamentally. That's what, look, this conversation is everything. We don't actually have to worry as much as you would think about what do we do and how do we communicate it. If we really get it, because here's like, like, so, you know, this uh, quote, you know, for Albert Einstein. And again, who knows? There's so many quotes attributed to Albert Einstein. It's like, you know, you'll see one that is like, Albert Einstein said the iPhone is the best invention ever. <laughs> right? You know, it's like, okay, that one I can guess. It's clearly not him. But <laughs> one of my favorites, supposedly attributed to Albert Einstein, I'll have to check it, is the most important decision you're ever going to make is do you live in a friendly or hostile universe? Mm. Right. Everything else that you if you live in a hostile universe, that is going to influence every single decision you make, every word that comes out of your mouth, every perspective you have about another person or situation. Right. And if you live in a friendly universe, you know, I could trust the universe. I know it's all going to work out in the long run. It's cool. You know, you want to like you want to like present some new investment idea. Okay. I'm, I'm open, right? Like, whatever it is, right? Like, so, same is true in relationship. Do you live inside a world that other people are withholders of love on purpose? Mm. They said they were going to be there for me, and they went away. I don't give a damn why they went away. They had said why they would absolutely arrive on time. There's only one reason people don't arrive on time. It's because they're not considerate. (laughs) And then, of course, on the other side of that is like someone disappointed in me after I rescued children all afternoon and into the evening, swimming in the dark I was. Right. What kind of a person would be so mean and critical? Right. Look, that world is the equivalent of I live. I live in a a threatening world. Right. I live in a hostile world. Mm. If you eventually make the shift where that's not what happened. 
my wife is a human being that needs me so much. I am her person. And so, of course, she would be sad and upset when I don't come home. And, and listen, because my wife's opinion of me and her being happy with me means so much to me, of course I would be hurt and temporarily defensive when it looked like she was disappointed in me. So here's the crazy thing. Just that perspective shift. And look, you got to get this deeply, deeply in your bones because your physiology is going to temporarily run away with itself and you're going to feel threatened again. But if in your resting moments, if 90% of the time when you're not fighting with each other, you look over at your partner the way I look over at my wife, I know who my wife really is. She looks like a grown up right? Well, she is, right? But deep down inside, there's a little girl inside her who was the last to be picked up from school, who had to make excuses to the teachers that, hey, look, my, no, 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 mom told me. Mom told me she'd be here. No, 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 she, she's not late. This was, a, this was arranged that I would be the last and I'd be waiting here in the dark. I know who she is and I know why it matters that I'm not home. Right. And she knows who I am. Right. She knows that I am the son of an alcoholic father. And I'm just using these as a as a as a way in. Mm -hmm. We fundamentally are. It's not quite as simple as one narrative. But deep down inside, we're vulnerable people. I'm the son of an alcoholic father and a heartbroken mother, a mother that I would have done anything to take her pain away. Can you see me now, mom? Can you see like that? Everything's okay. Could you be happy now? Is there any way you could be happy now? When you know who you really are fundamentally deep down inside, who you are and who your wife is, when you get into that situation after the Rescue Children Day, Rescue Children Gate, you know, as you might remember, I call, I put a gate at the end of all, all fights, like, you know, Watergate, right? <laughs> yeah. Like we might have temporarily, my wife is temporarily, you're the most inconsiderate husband the world has ever created. And I'm like, oh yeah, well, how could you be so critical, Miss Blamey Pants? We temporarily think that's who we are, but because we have this 90% place we live in, we'll get back there. Listen, I know why you got hurt because I mean so much to you. And she's figs. Stop. You don't even have to say anymore. I know how much it must have been hurt when I look disappointed in you. You come here to me and let me love that little fella that thought he was a disappointment again. And I go, ah, stop it. Would you come here to me and let me love that little girl that once again thought she was abandoned and nobody was there for her? Look, when that's the world we live inside, yeah. I have no concerns about people working out what to say. It doesn't matter. It's not getting the right words. It's what world do you live inside? What is the story that you live inside? The words come. You need the words of a three-year-old. I got an owie. Me too. Don't worry about the words. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, how long does it take to get to that place because it seems like you need a lot of self-awareness and work internally 
to know yeah. yourself so well that you can kind of step back and then really understand your partner too. So, Ooh, yeah, well, that's a great, great question. Like, look, you know, look, I, as a, I'm a therapist, experiential psychotherapist. I think of experiential psychotherapy as an art form. I'm trying to help people have these experiences. Mm -hmm. But look, I'm also an entrepreneur. I gotta be totally honest. Like, look, I, nothing would make me happier is if I could actually create a, a do-it-yourself program that people could do all of this all on their own, right? Mm. I, and I, I'm trying, right? Like, I'm trying. And, like, getting better and better at being able to help those people that want to do it on their own, right? Like, I love your course. I think it's a brilliant way for people to get started. It's a lifelong journey. I have a course, like, we, you know, you talked about... And it's a great start, but look, there's still no replacing like a couple doing a series, like a, a dozen or more hours. Again, I wish there was, right? I wish I was sipping on, I don't even drink alcohol, but like, I don't know, a virgin pina colada while people were buying an online course. But it's just, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. Like, because you're right, it takes, it just takes a long time. And the hardest part is to go from where couples counseling or couples coaching is most powerful is imagine if me and Teal could be in a therapy session in that moment at the doorstep where Teal is looking at me. What time do you call this? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know what I've been doing? And I don't, I don't know where that accent came from. But, <laughs> right. But, right, imagine that a therapist or someone that really knows what they're doing could meet us at that moment that we're completely locked into our own subjective experience and that could take us on that lit physiological journey to wait a second. You know the way you just thought you were two people that were withholding love from each other and you were totally convinced the other person is terrible and they're never going to be changed and there's no way out of this. And that coach or therapist can guide you to a place where, listen, you're just two people that love each other and you just scared the living daylights out of each other. Calm down, people. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. That's the magic. That's the magic. And I don't, you know, again, as an entrepreneur, I don't know how you replace that experience, that living, breathing experience in a moment of time. I'd like to. And, you know, maybe with eventually AI and AR, you know, augmented reality, maybe we'll get there. I don't know. But when I work with a couple, most people start at that place. They come in and one person is, look, my partner's like, I got to be honest, they're kind of crap. They're not there for me when they say they will be. They're off rescuing children or dogs or whatever the hell they think is more important than showing up for me. Right. And then the other person is, um, oh, thanks for sharing that sweet partner of mine. Um, I don't know if you've noticed therapist or coach, but my partners, um, they're kind of like, they're kind of mean and critical. Yeah, a little bit uh, hard to make them happy because they're too much, right? A little overdramatic, right? That's a normal, some variation of that is a normal starting point. And within every hour of a session where that's how they feel about each other and they get into it, I am going to have to offer them the reframe 
in 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 50 different ways, right? This, you know, I'm very lucky I can come up with analogies on the spot, right? But in 50 different ways in every hour, I'm going to have to offer them to reframe, hey, you're just two people that love each other. And 49 times out of the 50, they're going to say, hey, Figs, thanks for your input. And let me get back to how telling you how the, my partner's uh, the one that needs to change, or they're the one that's bad, or they're, I'm the one that's really hurt. And then no sooner does one person told me they're the hurt one and their partner's bad, and I offered them the reframe, and it's rejected by the other person. Right now, the other person says, says, you know, Figs, yeah, you're totally right. But there was this other case that happened where my partner really was the bad one. So it is just persistence over and over and over and over and over again. I or whoever the therapist or coach is offering this reframe because it look, our once we're threatened and we think our partner's withholding love. Our, that part of us really thinks we need protecting and it's not available to take in this new information that, hold on a second, your partner's not a threat to you. Your partner loves you to pieces and you actually love them. And the only reason you're looking so threatening to your partner and your partner looks so threatening to you is actually because you love each other so much. We have like your your limbic system is dead set on burning the house down if it thinks that's what needs to be done to protect itself. But what your limbic system thinks is happening, your you know, your emotional body thinks is happening, is not actually what's happening right now. And so we have to offer the reframe just over and over again. And the last thing I was saying is in a lot of information again, but the degree to which you have trauma. And again, my favorite definition of trauma is any time the past merges with the present. Any time a negative experience from the past merges with the present. The more trauma you have in your body, in your traumatic experiences you have in your life, the harder it's going to be to be available for the reframe, right? And I'm sure this makes basic sense. It's like, look, again, just using the example I gave of me, I won't use my wife, but me. So let's say like, like you know, I have a heartbroken mother and all I ever wanted her to do was be happy, right? Because she's my person. If she wasn't happy, she wasn't really there for me in the way that I longed for. And I loved her, right? It's heartbreaking. So, so that's the world I lived inside as a kid, right? And this is just one example again, right? Now, when my wife looks unhappy now, it's not just the discomfort I feel because my wife is unhappy now. Whether I'm aware of it or not, that gets multiplied by the year, these formative experiences of <gasps> my person is unhappy. This is a disaster. So that let's say that this is a disaster when I was a kid was 1,000 units of suffering, right, that my body was in, that this needs to change. This is really bad. And now when I see my wife has a cold or a flu or she's like, what's the point in life, Figs? Why we work so hard? That's only like that's only like 10 units of suffering for me. But I don't even remember what I said, but it's like now we have to multiply the 10 units of suffering by the thousand units of suffering that is already in my body. I am now going to respond to my wife as if I'm living through 10,000 units of suffering. 
right? That's what trauma does, right? So very hard for your partner, right, or a spouse to understand. They say, hey, what's the point in the world? Like, you know, when we have to work so hard to stand still. And then your partner is like, oh my God, I can't believe you're upset. Can't you see how hard we're trying? That's because they're having a traumatic response, whether they're aware of it or not. This is actually really scary for them because of their own personal history and what their body remembers. There's times that have happened in their life that it may not be history repeating, but it sure as hell rhymes with what their body already experienced in the past. Now, that's a long-winded answer to say, yep, it's going to take a while. I always say I'd like to try and help people get, get there within 12 sessions or less. And I refer to myself as a pit bull with a locked jaw. I will not stop trying to help a couple get the reframes. I will not stop. The couple can stop. You can, you can go, no, I'm staying with my partners, the asshole, or, or, you know, or I am myself. Right. But I am never going to give up trying to get you to that place where, listen, you both love each other. That's the only reason you both act in ways that are so annoying and irritating to the other person. They're just the ways you're trying to survive in the world. It's not what's actually truly happening at the deepest level. Well, Figs, there's so many great nuggets of of metaphor and information in today's show. And we really appreciate you sharing them with our listeners. I just want to, to highlight the quote from, we'll go with Albert Einstein, but that perspective shift of, do you live in a friendly or hostile universe? And just having awareness going into these situations with our, with our partners and trying to take it in a friendly manner. And, and I love that, that we don't necessarily have to have just the right communication or words. Obviously we talk a lot about communication on this show, so it is important, but if we're doing our best with the intention of being friendly and that our partner is trying to be friendly and not hostile, like that's half, if not more of the work. And then we can move forward from there. And obviously a lot to dig into, like you said, like this takes work and uh, you've laid a great foundation uh, for us and our listeners to think about. So thanks so much, Figs. Before we wrap up, are there any things you want to highlight or something we maybe skipped over and um, obviously let our listeners know where they can find you online and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, here's the last thing I would just say is this connection is is to be expected. You being reactive only happens because you're hurting. Your partner being reactive only happens because they're hurting. Please give yourself and each other some grace. The key is not that you manage to never get disconnected. The key is not that you manage to become perfect communicators. The key is that you only stay in those quote unquote, bad places of communication temporarily. And the work really starts when you're able to see it, see the bad place, give yourself and the other person some grace and give each other a chance to get back to the good place, the connected place with each other. Don't be too hard on yourself and your partner if they look like they're behaving badly in love. It's only happening because your love is so important to them. Everything else is noise. 
If you really take that in, you should head down to your local corner store if you're allowed to go there, wear a mask, <laughs> and buy yourself, like, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. Like, buy yourself, like, a bottle of um, champagne or non-alcoholic champagne and celebrate. Oh, my God, we fight because we love each other so much. It's worthy of celebration. Well, that is a beautiful way to, to end this interview is to always remember that you fight because you love each other and because you want to try and make it work. So I think that's a really important thing to stress. So Figs, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, the easiest way is just empathy.com. It's empathy with an I in the end, not a Y in the end. I, you know, by the way, just a quick, my, my daughter hasn't really been able to learn my phone number. I have a six-year-old daughter, but she can remember figs at empathy.com <laughs> with an I on the end, not a Y on the end. That's perfect. So it's F-I-G-S at empathy.com if you wanted to email me directly um, or just go to the website. Yeah. Wonderful. And and we'll have all that information on our website and in the show notes. And we really encourage our listeners that connect with you through all the podcasts to reach out to you because we know how much help that you can and have helped our listeners. So, Why, thank you so much. I cannot tell you how honored I am to be back on your show. I just, anybody that likes me, you, you should be sainted. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, Figs. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, It's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, There are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com